This season of Beyond the Drink is brought to you by our friends at One Hope Wine. One Hope is a Napa Valley winery built on hope and rooted in purpose. Every bottle of their award-winning wine supports a meaningful cause. One Hope has donated over $8 million to causes around the world. To learn more about One Hope Wine, the winery, and to join their wine club, go to onehopewine.com. Follow them on Instagram at One Hope and on Facebook at One Hope Wine. One Hope, we thank you. Hey everyone, I'm Cappy and you're listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. In this season, we sit down with head winemaker of One Hope Wine, Mari Wells Coyle, as she guides us through some unexpected wine pairings. We're not talking about red wine with steak and white wine with fish. She'll be sharing the right glass or bottle to go with some everyday snacks you might have right at home in your own pantry. We'll be asking our guests from this season of Beyond the Plate what their favorite snacks are, and then we'll put Mari to the test. We're going to have some fun with this series, so sit back, relax, grab your favorite snack, and please don't forget the wine opener. All right, Mari. So here we are. Two weeks ago, we had our first Beyond the Drink episode of the series with you and One Hope. And it was a live episode from when the team was out in Napa. And we paired two wines, Fumé Blanc and Cabernet Sauvignon, with popcorns, which is one of your favorite pairings, which I saw on the One Hope blog the other day, some more popcorn pairings. So we had a few different popcorns, a coconut curry, an herb, a sea salt, and that was really fun. So now here we are doing some more pairings. So last week on Beyond the Plate, we spoke with J. Kenji Lopez-Alt. I know you and I have spoke about Kenji in the past and our love of like the science meets food. Kenji, for everybody listening at home, Kenji's a chef. He's a New York Times bestselling author author of the Food Lab. He hosts Kenji's Cooking Show, which is a YouTube show with a massive subscriber base of over a million people. We discussed a ton of things in that episode last week. We discussed how he made his way from working in literal science labs. He's an MIT graduate to some of the best kitchens in Boston. We discussed his most recent book, which is called The Walk. Also, by the way, Mari, he's an incredible advocate for No Kid Hungry. He set out to raise $5,000 for No Kid Hungry, which is incredible. And to date, he has currently raised over $126,000. But I thought you all at One Hope would be proud of that giving back component. So for purposes of this episode, when we asked him about his go-to snack, here's what he had to say. I'm not really a snacker. (laughs) My favorite snacks are salt and vinegar chips though, if we're going like packaged snacks. All right, Mari, there you go. Salt and vinegar chips. I am excited to see what you are going to pair with that. So do your thing. Wow. Well, great to be back here, Cappy. It's salt and vinegar chips. I mean, that is like an explosion of flavors, right? It gets everybody excited just when you hear. And I would pop some bubbles with this snack. Pop the bubbles. Our sparkling brute would pair perfectly with salt and vinegar chips. The saltiness, obviously a great combination with a sparkling wine. And then the vinegar is actually really complementary to the sweetness that is found in a sparkling brute. So really a win-win there. Very interesting combination because there's a lot of tension in this pairing, which I think is what salt and vinegar chips is all about. And also oftentimes is what sparkling wine is all about. But there's a lot going on. It's an exciting pairing and what a great snack to have with sparkling brute. I love it. So, you know, it, it's interesting. You Like you, you said, the vinegar kind of like complements it in a way. You didn't know like certain flavor profiles 
styles may like throw off a taste, whether it's saltiness or the vinegary vinegariness, like you said, but this happens to complement it. Yeah. I mean, this is a fascination with our palate that we really can only taste a few things, right? Sweet, salt, bitterness, just a couple of those things. And so when you have a sweetness in a sparkling wine, which is very classic in a champagne or any sparkling wines around the world, there's so much high acidity that there's oftentimes a little dosage liqueur that is added to really bring up some sweetness and refresh the fruit in the sparkling wine. And because of that small amount of sweetness, it's really going to work well to play up to that vinegar, which is that more sour flavor. So a really great combination. Well, it's also interesting because I think for someone at home grabbing a bag of chips, they're like, oh, I'm going to grab a beer. And I think what we're trying to do is flip some things you know, on their head here and show that there's possibilities, plenty of them in the wine world beyond grabbing that beer or cocktail. So is there a a similarity there, anything to do with you choosing something that has bubbles, you know, how that works on the tongue, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, carbonated beverages are so popular across our country and worldwide. But whenever I encounter a beer lover and I'm looking to turn them on to one of our wines, I'm always looking at our sparkling wines because the flavor profiles are similar in the fact that they're mostly dry. There's acidity. There's great body. There's a complexity and range of aromatics and flavors in both. And then, of course, that carbonation is just something that a lot of us love. And which sparkling Sparkling wine from One Hope. Is it, what is it called? Brute? Our sparkling brute. Okay, cool. Love it. And we'll link to One Hope's page in the episode notes and on our website, but you can join One Hope's wine club and you could purchase it online, I believe. So more info there in the episode notes of the podcast player that you're listening on. So by the way, this is extremely ironic from when we're recording this yesterday, Kenji posted something on his Instagram. It was about potato chips on sandwiches specifically, but he had mentioned his love, I think on there of salt and vinegar chips, but he also added jalapeno chips, which I'm a fan of, the spicier the better for me. But does that throw you a curveball or are we still good with this brute sparkling wine? Bring it on, Kenji. I am ready for the jalapeno chips. We're really looking at the crunch, the saltiness, and then that blank canvas that we call a potato chip. So many range of things to pair, but it's really the saltiness that is going to kick this pairing off and make it work. And then a range of other flavors. Just thinking about the flavors of jalapeno and how they would complement the tropical pear and some of the green apple and citrus notes in the wine is just a great match. Love it. How about like chips in general? I feel chips are a very particular thing from the store-bought to these like small batch ones you see all over. But you mentioned crunch, you mentioned saltiness. Would this work for like plenty of other chips? Or is this brute sparkling mainly working because of that strong salt and vinegar flavor? I think it works for a few reasons. The sparkling and of course the saltiness is the main component. But adding some flavors onto that that are maybe even subtle or single flavors like a jalapeno is great. Another perfect chip that I would recommend with sparkling brute 
is a truffle salt. So a classic, many people are ordering truffle fries and a glass of champagne or sparkling wine at restaurants. And this can absolutely be replicated at home with some truffle chips. There's a lot of combinations. I mean, the more salt, the better in this situation, but can definitely be done from home. And there are so many other wines that you can pair with chips. Maybe we'll save that for another episode, Cappy. But um, thinking about some red wines and how they can pair with barbecue chips. I mean, you can get a lot of different flavors, a lot of range and a lot of great pairings at home with chips. I love that. And I'm definitely going to send you a picture of me eating truffle fries and sparkling wine in the very near future. So let's talk about sparkling wine for a minute. I have a couple of questions, but let's start with, is there a way for our listener, anyone really, how do we keep sparkling wine after we open it? Is there a way to keep it good for, to extend it for a day or, or whatnot? I know it will likely lose bubbles, but is there kind of like a surefire way to give us a little extension there? Absolutely. I always recommend a classic champagne stopper that works. There's just nothing better than that. That's what I use at home. I can keep sparkling bottles for multiple days if they last that long in my house. The other recommendation I have if you're looking to explore some chips and sparkling pairings is we do make a 187 format. So a small bottle of sparkling, it's really two glasses, so sort of single serving. And that's a great way also to share your love for chips and sparkling wine, maybe even virtually if you're having a virtual gathering or in person. Yeah, that's a great idea. And can you give us a little 101 if someone isn't too familiar with, let me make sure I get this right, all champagne is sparkling wine, but not all sparkling wine is champagne. Am I right? All champagne is sparkling wine, but not all sparkling wine is champagne. That's absolutely correct. Sparkling wine is the term that we use here in California and around the world in other places besides Champagne, France. So champagne is actually only made in champagne. And then we've got around the world different wines that are sparkling, including cava and you know, a wide range of different methods, also Prosecco. So that's made in Italy. But the Prosecco is made in a very similar style to our sparkling brut. And there are a variety of different methods used around the world to create these beautiful bubbles that we all love so much. Love it. And last question, just because, you know, we speak food and wine over here at Beyond the Plate and Beyond the Drink. Cooking with champagne, is there like any recipe you can think of or an idea if a recipe calls for white wine? Can we reach for the bottle of sparkling wine or is there something specific that you want to suggest? Because I know you are a great cook too. Well, I always reach for sparkling wine whenever I'm cooking risotto. It is a secret trick that an Italian woman taught me one time. And it really has to do with the bubbles and allowing the risotto to have more aeration in it and be lighter and fluffier. So I actually add that just as the first liquid when I'm cooking risotto. And then I can move on to broth or anything else. But before I put any other liquid in and the risottos in there, you know, with your vegetables or garlic or onions, whatever you're simmering, I will then add the sparkling wine as the first liquid addition. Tip alert. 
I love that. That was good. Mari, this is so fun. Thank you. I'm excited to do more of these this season. And we're going to continue to ask our Beyond the Plate guests what their favorite snacks are so we can continue to have some fun with these pairings. But thank you. Thank you to One Hope for bringing us this Beyond the Drink series, for being a part of it. And until next time. Thank you, Cappy. Cheers. Cheers. That was fun. I like it. That was fun. If you're interested in the wine Mari talked about in this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com and we'll link you to it. Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at OnCappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is also on social at BT Plate Podcast. This episode was produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joe Yetten, and Sean Petrosi. Our digital media producer is Sarah McClellan Mead. Our music has been composed by Goldfork. Find him at iGoldfork. As always, a special shout out to my wife, Katie. If you have a moment, we love and appreciate it if you could rate or review and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Kathy. <laughs>